You're about to listen to a Gaming Stooges podcast with your regularly scheduled Stooges. I'm Jack. The internet calls me Cloud. And I'm Landon. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion, and if you do, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Twitch, or joining our Discord. Let's get on with the show. Hi, folks. It's a variety episode. Wild card card entry. Uh, We have two games we really wanted to review today, and something happened before we could get to the recording for this, so that's just going to get thrown in after. Uh, I guess Sony talked about games, but we have to talk about other games first. So, we streamed uh, quite recently Super Mario Bros. Wonder. The new 2D Mario game for the Nintendo Switch, released on October 20th, 2023. And, yeah, what was our first stream for that? Was that, like, it wasn't the same day. It was, like... Was, was like, the the week after, The week after. Something like that. Uh, It didn't take... It didn't take us that long, but it did take us like a day or two. It was just revealed in Nintendo's quarterly report that the game sold almost 12 million units. That's a it shitload. Seems low. In, it seems very low. And that is just between its launch and the end of December. So that's pretty good, actually. First VOD went public on November 20th, but I know it was before that. I couldn't tell you when, though. Yeah, so Super Mario Bros. Wonder is the new 2D Mario game. It's in the same style as, uh, not really, um, well, visually speaking, it's got a new style to it, but mechanically speaking, it's pretty much a follow-up to the new Super Mario Bros. games, but drastically different in its execution. And it uh, has a ton- how many playable characters? There's, like, what, five Yoshis? Uh, four Yoshis? There's There's one character for Landon. There's one playable character. And her name is Daisy. Not, e- not even Toadette? There is one and a half playable characters. <laughs> Toadette is the character that you like, all right, fine, I guess I'll play as Toadette, when I'm like, come on, Landon, let me be Daisy. Fine. <laughs> but yeah, you've got... It's like... Oh, God. Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy... Yeah, so you have Berry and Alagold. I was going to say you have your four staples from the new Super Mario Brothers games returning, which are Mario, Luigi, Buckenberry, Alagold, the two colored toads, and then I said that. Yeah, no, I'm. I was trying to organize it better. I was just naming them in my head as they appear on the character select screen, which is that is true. Following they, the they, following the princesses, they threw those in in the middle, and then it goes. Toadette. Toadette. And then the, the, all of the 20, 20 yeah, Yoshis. The, there's, a, I think it's Na- like four. Nabbit. Five Yoshis. And then like five Yoshis. Yeah. I think Nabbit's, Nabbit's the last one on the character. I was going to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was okay. Nabbit. Yeah. Because they, 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 yeah. they put Yoshis and Nabbit at the end because they actually play a little bit differently. They, they don't get power-ups and Nabbit can't die unless you like throw him in a pit. None of them can die. Yeah. All the Yoshis and Nabbit cannot yeah. take damage, but they cannot. Which is kind of receive power ups. Which is like 
kind of a small, like, very minor nitpick I have with the game. I kind of wish you, the difficulty was just a thing you could turn on and off instead of, like, it's relegated to these characters specifically. It's like, maybe I want to play as Yoshi. But I, but I, I mean, I could, but it's baby mode, so I don't want to. Uh, speaking but, of it, uh, difficulty, Landon actually had shared a video uh, in the Discord server join our discord plug that was um about like the way that they design mario games based on difficulty and mario one from game makers toolkit and uh mario wonder was like a really nice case study of how they they try not to make it like a forced interface thing that's why they have stuff like the characters varying and like how difficult they are like that so it's it it it's a lot more like under the hood so like a child that might be picking it up like they're not confused by anything they can just be like oh i like the color yoshi and then they can like pick the color yoshi if they want and it makes the game easier i mean the game also just tells you that like this is the easy part portion of the character select screen these are the real ones which i think is cleaner though that way though right i know i know your argument was i would rather like that you'd rather like have like characters independent of A difficulty switch. but like I mean, I, I feel I feel like the way that they do it is clean enough. I mean, even just like an unlockable option to play as like Yoshi in a normal context would have been nice. But I guess then they would have had to program like all of the power ups to the characters specifically. I think that's but, the bigger issue is how do you make elephant Yoshi? Right. I feel like you could very easily make elephant <laughs> Yoshi. They just need to design it. Nintendo couldn't. All right. Well, you designed Elephant Yoshi then, Jack. All give right. us, yeah, Jack, give us, see some uh, Elephant give Yoshi us, fan give art. Give us a post and share your projects channel on the Discord server. Oh, man. Tell it, Show I us how the draw. progress. I can't draw. Don't look at me. <laughs> the middle third of this is going to be void of you anyway. You'll have plenty of time to yeah. uh, draw your Elephant <laughs> Yoshi and your Bubble Yoshi and your Fire Flower Yoshi so, all right. and your Drill Yoshi. All right, Landon. Hi. So, speaking of difficulty, we can start talking about the gameplay overall. And there's, I mean, Jack, you said it in the you said it on the vods uh, when, or in the live stream when we were doing it. Uh, how you feel about the diff- overall difficulty? I'd actually like more like elaborate thoughts, but you've I know that you've talked about it a bit. But what are you referring to specifically that I said? So you had mentioned that, like, the pacing for the difficulty was, like, you know, nice and smooth for the most part. Nothing's, like, too hard. And then all of a sudden, that last level. Oh, yeah. But, like, I oh, do, yeah. do want to hear your, more of your thoughts on, like, the rest of the game, not just that last level. But you can talk about that, too. I mean, overall, I feel like it's a, in terms of, if we're, let's just ignore the final level for now. Because it's, you know. It's optional. You don't need to beat it to beat the game, just to complete the game. Uh, but I feel like it's a pretty, like, by the, I don't want to say by the numbers, but just like... Standard? Standard difficulty for a Mario game. Like, nothing feels too, like, crazy difficult. Like, even the Star World, like, there were a couple levels that were, like, pretty tricky, like, I feel like each one of us had, like, one specific level in the Star World that we individually struggled with. 
But for the most part, like, it wasn't too, too, too bad. I think it was um, pretty fair difficulty, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... I definitely never felt like I th- it was really hard. But it did It but, did at least ask a little bit of you and, like, expect, oh yeah, you, expect, I mean, I'm not saying, expect you to... No, I'm just saying, like, just to, like, fill in the blanks. It's, like, it's not like it's... It's not like it's a... It's a not like it's a snooze fest I'll, on difficulty either. I was going to say, I'll, I'll say that I, I never felt like the game was too easy. Like, I wouldn't call it a hard game, but like, I would say it's maybe on, like, slightly on the easy side of average. But, uh, that not that that's a bad thing. I mean, I would say it's a more difficult game than, like, Super Mario Galaxy. So, if that's any indication that difficulty really isn't that much of an issue but like it's a solid level of difficulty throughout the game i would say okay yeah and it has like a good like progression of challenge with each new world and i think they balanced something the more difficult levels pretty well for the most part you're not going to see like the really hard levels unless you go out of your way because here's the thing the world maps are a lot less linear than in prior games. Like they were like they already had some world maps that were not super linear. Like you had branching choices of where you could go next, but Mario Wonder really opens that up and you can at times just find yourself with like three, four, five, six different options of what level to play next. But the hardest ones are usually like aside for if you've already done a slightly less challenging level, then it'll be like, okay, the player can handle that. So like they pick and chose like the difficult stuff pretty well, I would say. So if you're going out of your way to actually play the harder levels and be a completionist, like uh, Landon and Jack were aiming for, you you would you would be introduced to the difficulty curve in a nice smooth arc, basically. Yeah, I would say so. And that that also just goes for the wider levels as a whole, just like the world's level progression. You do generally get the nice smooth increase, and in the more slightly more challenging levels are near the end of the game. Do you have any thoughts on the difficulty of the game, Landon? I enjoy that they just tell you the relative difficulty of the levels, flat out. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that's not going to be everyone's, like... There were some five-star levels that were, like... Not that oh, bad. okay. And then some, um, like, three-star levels that were, like, what the fuck? Yeah, a little bit trickier, especially if you're going for the... All the tenors. All the ten-star. Yeah. It's kind of hard to gauge whether or not when they were doing the difficulty ratings, if they were incorporating completing it in one run in mind or not. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm on the I'm on the side that they were probably not doing the difficulty for that so much as difficulty for just beating the level. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But um, no, I think overall the game. Uh, is well paced. I do like how the back half, uh, the last four worlds, or three, sorry, uh, you can take on in any order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We just did them by number uh, because... Which felt like the natural progression of difficulty anyway, so... But if you wanted to skip ahead because you can... You oh, can, yeah, yeah, you can. Which is nice. It was, it was kind of like Sonic Colors in that regard where, like, you had, you know, one level, then you had you know, two more, then you had three more. You can kind of branch out from there 
and each tier is generally like a kind of equal difficulty. I thought yeah. so. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, let's just segue right into gameplay in general. I did mention that we have a much more open world map. We've mentioned there are some power ups. Uh, there's some new power ups: Elephant Mario, Elephant Mushroom. Elephant isn't a mushroom. I don't even know. Elephant. Yeah, it it is a mushroom. It's yeah. The elephant power up is a new one. There was. Or is, I think it's. It's is a it, fruit. It's a fruit. Oh, that, yeah. right, right, that's right. Like a, that's that's right. Yeah. It's like a fruit. You have that. You have quite a few of the returning power-ups. How did you guys feel about the power-up lineup? Solid. Uh, overall, it was really good. Yeah, solid. Yeah. I liked mo- I liked pretty much all of the new power-ups. Um, yeah. Sometimes they were, like, a little bit situational, but I feel like in a lot of cases, like, if you were given a power-up for a specific level, then you were going to get some use out of it. Like, a drill isn't necessarily going to be useful in every level you play, but, like, the levels that give you the drill will probably... You're going to get some use out of it. Yeah. Um, I, I felt Bubble and Elephant were definitely, like, all-rounders. Yeah. yeah. Like I really... I was going to say, I really like those Bubble. wherever. The Bubble power yeah. is one of the new ones, and it's it's just super versatile. I really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. But... um, But I think, yeah, all, all three of the new power-ups were, like, solid. Solid additions to the roster yeah and uh speak and i think i was gonna say i think the badge system was really cool too yeah so two uh things that they really uh kind of added into mario wonder that we hadn't really seen before is badges which are a supplement to your just your base move set you attach a badge and you'll have some sort of bonus sometimes it's a movement option that you don't usually have access to sometimes it's it augments the way that you control uh, and then sometimes it just augments like the things you might encounter in levels, like getting more coins or something like that. So there's there was a ton of different badges, and as well as badges, um, we saw two. So you have your usual obstacle course, obstacle course style levels in Mario Wonder, but they also added new uh, levels that are specifically for these badges, as well as levels that are like just kind of mini game style levels. They're not like actual mini games. They are levels that are like mini games, and I thought that was really cool way to like add more content while not having to make a full level. Because you had like arenas where you could pick your power ups and try to beat the level as fast as you could. You'd have ones where you had to try to find the coins, and depending on you know what power ups you brought or what badges you might bring to the table, that might help you get the coins faster. And, and then, of course, badge challenges where you would test your ability to use a specific badge to get to the end of the stage. So there, there was a bunch of different, like, extra, like, kind of side levels with those different kind of styles to them. So how do we feel about that kind of system where they had added, like, these little side mini-game-ish levels and then the regular levels aside? Uh, It's good. I think it's a cool, like, break from the regular, like, normal-length levels. Like, because in New Super Mario Brothers, just to make a comparison, you would often just get, like, oh, here's a mushroom house that has a power-up in it. Ooh, here's a mushroom house where you can, like, maybe get some one-ups that shoot out of a cannon. But that's it. 
they're not like any more fleshed out than just like a single room that gives you a gift. Uh, but this, like the way that they do it in Wonder is like they add these like small challenges that kind of like not break up the pace, but just kind of like pad out the game a little bit. Not only in that in a bad way, but just like a flesh kind it out. of make the game flesh it out. Yeah. Like make I would the say game they break up the pace because you do like you're going from like standard levels, you can do like a couple of those, and then it's like a break. It's yeah. literally like they call literally it called called break, time. break times. Yeah. Yeah. It's like literally giving you a break from the normal stuff. Yeah. While still playing the game. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. And I think they're a great replacement for another thing that Jack didn't mention is in previous Mario 2D games like this, you'd have like enemy arena-ish levels, but they were like super very, very fast done very quickly. Like in Mario 3 was like the first introduction of them where you just have the one screen, there's a couple enemies and you beat them and get a power up and that's it. Like, I actually think that Mario Wonder did a really good job of giving us something that's like that, but better, more fleshed out. And like Landon said, helps break up the pace of the game because, I mean, Mario levels are good, but you're probably not going to want to play the, just that that exclusive style over and over and over and over for the entire game. If you can, cool. If you don't want, if you but if you don't want to do that, like Landon said, you can have these things on the side that you're still playing the game, but you're doing something a little different. I compare it to how. Uh, Super Mario 3D World had the Captain Toad levels, and mm. then also had the the fun house, like the mystery fun houses. Yeah, where but, you kind of had that random challenge element. Yeah, that's a pretty good comparison. But but the, that one, those were still a single room. Like like it was just different platforming. I guess here it is also still platforming, but it's like that sort of it's like that vein of like style of hey. Let's just break it up for the for them. And mm-hmm. I love 3D World, and I love that that part about it too. Is like you get this other challenge. Yeah, yeah. So it was like the whole badge system and all of the break time levels. Like I, I felt like it was pretty cool. I would say my biggest issue with the badge system was they give you like the best one right away. Like one of the best ones right away. There are some other really good ones that you get later on down the road, mm-hmm. but one of like, the... sp- sorry, go ahead. Like, yeah, like they give you the parachute, uh, the parachute cap. Like that's like your first one. It's like okay, well, so like, what's the point of like the little wall stick vine thing or the wall jump or stuff like that when you know, unless there's a very specific level because there are very specific levels where you'll have a certain badge that really, really helps more than anything else. But in general, you're just going to want to pick the parachute cap because that's the one that gets the job done the most consistently. Like if they... Yeah. Or the... the well, It's not the, the propeller jump, but... Uh, the like little spin the, jump the, one. The, yeah. The spin yeah, jump. The spin yeah, jump. that's a good one. Like too. those those are the two best, like, generic, like for... Like, like all out purpose. of all the levels, like you can use those... And be fine. Yeah. And then there's the more, like, very situational. And then there's Dolphin Kick if you're in a water level. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think Landon's complaint is valid. If they had just kind of, like, 
waited till a little bit later into the game. I know that it's probably just another thing, way to make the game easier for newcomers to make it, you know, oh, yeah. more approachable. But at the same time, they probably could have at least like nerfed it a little bit, maybe introduced like a stronger version of it later in the game so that like, because you're going to just be tempted to play with that, with those, with that one or two badges for the entire game. And it, it so that there, I think the badge system was not perfect, but it was, it was generally pretty good. Um, so yeah, anything else on the gameplay? I mean, it's a Mario 2D platformer, so I think we don't really need to go into uh, Mario feels good to play. Like it's, it's the same well-rounded controls for basically any Mario game before it. Um, the wonder sections. Yes, we do have the I've, wonder sections. That was a huge yeah. addition to the game that we didn't go over quite yet. Yeah, they are, those, like, I think all of them are, like, super fun. I don't yeah. remember there being, like, one that I was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe in the moment, but, like, looking back at it, like, everything was, like, super fun. Yes. For yeah. the wonder sections. So, for those who may not have played it yet, Mario Wonder has this new gimmick, we'll say gimmick, quote-unquote, with the Wonder Flowers, and you'll grab these Wonder Flowers in the middle of a level, and if you do grab it, it's not usually, it's sometimes it's not required, you don't have to do it, but if you do grab it, you'll have a very weird twist on the level, and things that will... It, 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 it is required to clear the world eventually yeah. you do need a certain number of wonder seeds correct so mm-hmm. but you might not need it to necessarily get to the end of a level but you do have to get them eventually right. some some levels you do have to get the wonder seed in order to clear the path correctly right so there was a couple yeah. that were like that but yeah go ahead so Sorry. to elaborate um there's they split so usually previous mario games you had like star coins or green stars and they broke that up into two collectibles one of them are the uh purple 10 coins which there's a new purple coin system that you can is basically your currency you'll be able to spend it in shops to get extra goodies you'll be able to collect these special 10 ones that are uh three will level and that's like the like the optional collectible for the most part there if you want to like do like full completion you will have to do this but the required one, as Landon said, is the Wonder Seeds. And there'll be a couple per level as well. It depends. Some only have two. Some have three. Usually the ones with secret exits will have three. And you'll need to do the Wonder Flower for one of those Wonder Seeds. So as Landon was saying, you'll have to do some number of them. It's not, you know, required that you do all of them usually for a world. But if you're going to go for completion again you have to do them eventually, but that's like the required thing. So that's where they incorporate the Wonder Flowers and the Wonder Flowers have all these different little weird twists on the gameplay that like reverse how you like kind of subvert what regular level design is in different ways. So yeah, so you have your required, you're not so required for just beating the game sort of split, which is really nice if you're just trying to jump in for a more casual experience or if you're a completionist, you have that other option to like just go nuts with collectibles basically uh yeah top of flagpoles yep, top of, tenor coins uh 
Standees. Standees. That's another collectible. Your gotcha in in your Mario game this time around. Which most Mario games don't really have a gotcha system. So nope. Yeah. They were like, let's let's add one. Hell yeah. So And they yeah. did. How do you guys feel about and the And I fell for it. How do you guys feel about the collectibles and the wonder flower stuff in this game? Yeah. I feel like, like I said a... Oh, you go ahead. There's a good variety of stuff in the game that it makes like replaying the levels feel worth it. And not only that, but it helps that the levels are already very fun to begin with. So like I don't have a problem replaying them to go back and get all the collectibles because I mean, we did get every collectible in the game up until the very last level that you unlock for getting all of those collectibles, which we still need to go back and beat. You didn't get the sound effect badge. Uh, It's technically a collectible. Is it? The sound effect badge is what you get for completing the final badge challenge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a star, a profile star related to getting all the badges. One one day. So I'll say that I did not complete the game as far as these two did. These two got every other collectible in the game and unlocked the what they call the final final level. Because there's a final level and then there's a final final level. I got to the final level, but I didn't get the final final level because I didn't get all the tenors or the uh, flagpoles, which is required. But uh, yeah, I'd say other than that, like the Wonder Flowers are really fun. Like, there's a lot of just really good ones, and they just, there's always something new with them. So, like, I feel like when we were playing Wonder, one of us was always, like, just kind of excited or amused at what we were seeing from the next level's Wonder Flower. Like, there was always somebody that was like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like, you could have, like, I don't know. The, Goomba. Yeah. You get to be a Goomba. In some, you get to be a spike ball. You get to be a spike ball. You get to, you get to be a goop. You get to f- be a goop. You get to float through a space. Goop. You get. There was the per, like the perspective yeah. went top down. Yeah, you got like top down sections. Cool. Certain areas. Yeah. You got the singing piranha plants that are doing a musical, and it's like a rhythm thing. It's like there's a bunch of different wild ones. You had ones where like yeah. all of the like graphics were basically like just silhouettes with like a plain background so like you had to try to move through that stuff and you'd have enemies that were like coming at you from different directions and their gimmick already was to like expand contract so you'd have all these extra obstacles that you didn't have the benefit of like extra visuals to help it was just all sorts of weird stuff just to name a few yeah and there was a lot of fun, like, newer enemies, too, to play off some of the, the mechanics as well. Like you were saying, the, the, like, the... The mushroom thing. There was, like, the... Yeah. Uh, there was the little... I, I think they were new. There was, like, the little guys that would jump when you jump. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah. Um, they were, like, they have, like, the spiked then, undersides, and they can, like, break through stuff. Yep. And then, uh... Didn't, did they have, I'm trying to remember, I, there was just a lot of, like, fun enemies, and they were very expressive, that, that is something, like, mm-hmm. this game, because they're going away from the, like, 
the new Super Mario stuff had like your Koopas do a little ah when yeah to the cue to the music, but these like so, when you like killed a Goomba and another Goomba like watched his friend die, he would go bah! yeah he like gasps, he's like oh oh no, yeah. and like they react to things. Yeah, they're they're much more yeah. expressive because like the new Super Mario Brothers games, they were known for being what some people are calling sterilized, but like you have some. Just a lot of creativity, just kind of gushing out of this game, basically. Yeah. Jack, did you have anything yeah. to add? We, we might as well move Not right on to the presentation, right? I mean... Yeah? Music's really good. Music's really good. I just listened to the soundtrack, like, pretty much all the way through uh, last night. Because it was like, you know what? I need something to do while I count every single item in this store. Nice. Yeah. It's really good. I love the main theme. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers Wonder has pretty good music, I'll, I'll admit. I I'm, I've never been one like the like I like it, but I've never been one to like be like super super passionate about Mario music, but I mean it is it is pretty fun, especially because this game does have a musical motif at points where just it'll play with musical themes quite a bit with its gimmicks, like we mentioned the piranha plant uh singing there's the final boss is literally tuned in time with the rhythm of the music that's playing during it so there's there's a lot of stuff played with with that won't get too into it but yeah it's just it's a really fun bowser fight. it really is yeah well bowser's the say. final boss name name a mario game where like a mario platformer where mario doesn't fight besides Bowser. Mario 2. Yeah. That Mario does not fight Bowser at the end. Uh Cuz Mario 2 Super Mario okay. Land 2 6 Golden Coins baby. I'll take that. How about Yo- that how about Yoshi's Island? Is that a Mario platformer where you play Mar- as Mario? Mario is on Yoshi's back when he's it's- fighting baby Bowser. <laughs> it is called Super I'll Mario World 2. Super Mario Land. Yeah. I you know what? Let's have this discussion later. How's that? Sound? We could talk All about right. that later. Yeah. But yeah. Getting back to uh, the so yeah, the Super Mario Land games, yes, but like the vast majority of mainline Mario games, Bowser is the boss. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He's back, baby. Whoa! No way! No way! Yeah, but he's not Jack Black this time, baby. I like the um, I like the Bowser world in this game. I think it looks yes. cool. I think the um, level aesthetics overall are pretty solid. Now it's still it's still a Mario game. There's still a grass world. There's still a desert world. There's still a water world. But like, they're creative about it's, it. It's different. It's different enough. Like you know? for like, like for example, the desert world isn't just a desert world. There's like ruins and there's. Uh, there's yeah. Like, there's like the there's like mirages on the beach. There's a there's like a beach as well. It's like it's also not the second world. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah it's it's like what <laughs> it's is the it the fourth? It's the fourth. Yeah. So it's much yeah. it's much later in the game. So they they do they do this nice thing where like they're just kind of it's just like everything else in this game. They're subverting the expectations of what a Mario game can be, and it's uh, they, they, it's it's so cool. I like it. Also, also pacing wise, like it's a little bit different than a lot of Mario games because after you complete a world you go back to 
what's like the area in the middle? Pedal aisles. The pedal aisles. And you unlock like a new section of the pedal aisles every time you every time you complete a world. And you like you get a new set of levels to go with that. And it's not always gonna be like water levels because it is like on it is like the beach most of the time. Uh the pedal aisles, but like you know, it's a like even in between worlds you're still getting like full levels and bonus levels and you know shit that you can find and buy. Yeah, it's basically it's a cool. bonus world, but it they break it up, the pacing. Yeah. So you can you can run through the whole thing after you've finished world three. Yeah. because uh, they but... give you the rest of the pedal aisles. Um, and that's how you can take on four, five, and six at, in any order. Mm. But, like, you don't have to. You can just, like, play as much as you want go to the next world. Uh, but yeah. it, it breaks up the pace of, oh, I don't have this whole dedicated one at aesthetic world. Uh, I have a world, and then a chunk, and then a world, and then a chunk of a water level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in between. And I think my favorite uh, level aesthetic was the... Was it World 2 where you're climbing the mountain? World 3. three. World yeah. 3. I was going yeah. to say that one as well. That yeah. was a really yeah. cool one. That was a lot of fun. That was cool. I think my favorite is actually the the desert slash oasis level because it's like, it's just so creative, a twist on the usual formula for that kind of setting. Just having the, just the variety of aesthetics where you've got the ruins, you've got the mirages, you've got the you know the oasis there's like a little like pond there it's like it's just it's so different because usually you just have like canyony uh deserts or like in mario 3 there was some oasis but like it's not as detailed because it's mario 3's hub worlds they're not that detailed but it's just they they added a lot of like fresh takes on what were otherwise like formulaic settings and it's just yeah really really cool i did like the bowser world as level as well it's a fun aesthetic and just fun world all around and like Landon said the mountain climbing one where you're starting at the bottom moving your way up that one's pretty cool just there's like a cave or the or the opposite one where you're in like a poisoned like swamp slash mines area and you start like spelunking and going downwards that's really cool same with the fire world where you are gradually going further down. Yeah. And that one's fun because the pacing on that is you're not constantly going down. You're not like, here's a level clear and then go down and then clear and then go down. You like can go down partially and then go back up and then... Yeah, you're like sneaking uh, maze. Yeah. It's a big maze. Yeah. Also, you, lo- you lava only... world in this yeah. game, not the final world. Not even the oh, Bowser yeah. world. Not even the Bowser world. It's separate from Bowser. Yep. Also, like, like a third of it is optional. Yeah. Yeah. There, it, there's so much bonus shit in that world. Yeah, because we had already it's gotten insane. the uh, the needed uh, wonder seeds like long before we had completed the world. We're like, we had enough, and yep. then the game was like, oh no, you, like, there's still like three other levels, and we we're like, okay, let's go do the three other levels. So yeah, like overall. I think the overall package for Super Mario Wonder is great. Um, I think we should talk about online 
because yes. So we that's a huge huge part of our experience. So mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers Wonder is the first actually in this specific series of Mario games because it wasn't the first time overall, but it is the first time where you can play online co-op. It is, and because of that, they handled co-op just as a whole a little bit differently. So in previous Mario games, you were a lot more physically involved with your teammates. Like you could bump into them, you could jump off of them, you could. Um, the screen would often zoom out to only you could a certain interact point. with each other. Yeah, but, basically. But the screen would also. And that's all still true. That's also true for local local co-op. multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing local then you can still, like, interact with everyone. But for online, it's, it's a little different. Yeah. And how they did that is um, you don't have to actually play the same levels. You can all go do different levels. And mm-hmm. But if you're playing the same levels, Landon mentioned this earlier, there is a new feature called standees. And as you can collect them, they're just aesthetical changes. But when you have a standee, you can place it down as an extra checkpoint to give your teammate somebody, or if like they die, they can they'll turn into their ghost for a limited time. They can get back to that standee in time, and they can just p- continue the level from there. So there is a a level of teamwork, even if you're playing online, with that limited interactability. And you can also like if you if you are playing the same level. Uh, you can interact with the person to like save them as well. Yeah. You don't ne- need to use the standee, but is there in case you're like not at the same spot or if you're playing different levels, you just like place a standee. Uh, you can help out. Um, yeah. Now to balance this. And I think overall, this is probably for the best. You're not locked to the same screen as each other. You'll be playing essentially on your own just if you're playing in the same level you'll be able to have that interaction with your teammates and i think that's overall probably for the best because like you you it, it there can be points I, where maybe you're too separate from your team member and that wouldn't really work if they blocked you like kind of date tethered you together i hate to say it but it is probably for the best for online play because as much as i wanted that like kind of authentic like local new super mario brothers experience where it's chaotic as fuck and we're constantly like killing each other and like bumping into each other but at the same time it would be a lot more difficult and also the if super mario maker 2 is anything to go by uh, the online would probably be slow as shit if it were if we were all like playing the level like at the same time and you know could interact with each other. It would probably lag quite a fair bit more because when you're fair. playing, yeah. because the way it, it's played, you only have to follow yourself. Yeah, let's like the game. Let, let's be honest. Nintendo's online is not the strongest quality online for their servers so it could be a game as simple as mario wonder and something might go wrong if you had that sort of thing going in so i think the way it was implemented was pretty smart um even if it's not like 
I mean, like, we made an effort to, like, go into the same levels at the same time just to kind of have the same, just to kind of have the same experiences at the very least. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was the right call, I think. And I still had fun. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I, I, I ton of fun. Still, still definitely had fun uh, playing the game together. It was just different from what I was expecting. Right going in now speaking of us playing it together so i mentioned this already but i um are i did not quite complete the game on the level that these two did so i want to ask with you with us playing it together how was completing the game fully for you guys as an experience doing that live in regards to in regards to what exactly i mean yeah it was great i loved it and so that's I had so did you want to talk about that last level now? I mean I I mean I said it earlier, but I had zero problems replaying levels to like collect get all the collectibles, get the tops of all of the flagpoles. Um I mean every you know, every once in a while I would run into a level that was like kind of a pain in the ass and I'm like, I don't want to replay this one. But those are kind of few and far between. And Jesus Christ, the final level is so fucking hard. Like, we got all the way to the last section of that level where you're invisible. Because, like, that is... I mean, for those who don't know, the final level basically takes advantage of a lot of the major badges Every in the single game. badge. Every single, like, Movement badge. badge. What's that? Every, every single badge that, like, manipulates your movement. Yeah. Pretty much. It's like you have the parachute cap section, and then you have, like, the charge... Or you have, like, the floaty jump. You have the dolphin kick. You have the charge jump. You have, like, the... Spring jump. Spring jump. jump the propeller jump. Oh, the fucking spring. The spring The wall jump. vine. Ugh. Yeah, the wall jump. Yeah, like the, every the, all of the ones the the speed like the the speed run. We got to the very last badge. And we died, which was well, the I mean, invisible we died many one. Time. Where you, yeah, and you're you have to do like this impossible platforming on like these bouncy platforms, and you're invisible. Oh my god, uh, I don't even I don't even want to think about it. We still haven't beaten it. I know I said that earlier, but like, god damn it. Uh, I went through 99 lives. I went through Actually, less... more than that, because you earn one-ups as you play, because you pick up coins. Right. Yeah. I went through... I am not sure how many. I forget how many I started with, but it wasn't quite 99. But... I mean, everything up to that level was great. Yeah. yeah. There was a whole special world that we went through. It's kind of a Mario staple, but we... Uh, I know that there's other games that did a similar thing with this because it was like, what you you had to basically find a secret exit in a world, and then that secret exit, uh, by beating a series of a couple of levels, it would bring you to a special pipe that would warp you to one level in the special world for that world, and then you do that for each of the major worlds. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, I I think there's a couple other Mario games that did something kind of similar, but like, not sure. 
off the top of my head. Well, world has the special world and then the special special world. Uh, 3D world has its own like final like special world, and then it has at the very end of that you have the like ultimate level, and then the ultimate um, mystery house challenge. Um, so like, yeah, there's there's plenty of Mario games with with an ultimate level. That is stupid. And the Batch Challenge Marathon was that one in this game. Uh, yep. So, anything else we want to hit on before we summarize what, uh, just our thoughts on the game in general? How about the fucking flower? That uh, loudmouth bitch. Yeah, we didn't... St- we it didn't, was fine. We didn't talk about this, but yeah, it was like they added this flower. This, they're in the levels, and they just talk and talk a lot you can change the language that they talk in though you can either turn off the volume on them completely but still have text or turn off the text but keep the voice you cannot do both unfortunately and they all have and like i know it's i know the flowers are basically just for babe like for children and babies who need like hints and stuff on certain sections but like they're kind of annoying (laughs) Honestly, it's just the fucking like um awkward or uh that just happened <laughs> yeah. type writing that they have and it's just like shut the fuck up. I switched it to Japanese and turned off subtitles because I was like I don't even I don't even know want to know what they're saying. Yeah. And they're still kind of annoying <laughs> even in Japanese. Yeah, but I mean, it was fun making fun I, of them, though. Like, if yeah, you know, us I mean, playing it together, I think it was a lot more tolerable because we just cracked a lot of jokes it, about it. It's it's you a could very kill some of them. True, it's a very like minor issue I have with the game. Oh, as long as we're naming nitpicks, there's no item inventory in this game, and I kind of wish that there was, because like. I know that you could make the argument that if you had, like, a shitload of items in the overworld, that would just make the game too easy. But on the other hand, like, I can just go back to the first level and get two elephant fruits or go back to another level and get two, like, bubbles. Yeah. You know, it, like, you can... Because this game, what it does is it does the Super Mario World thing where you get one... Where you have one item in reserve. That's it. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. No, DS like, also did this. But no overworld inventory. Yeah, you don't... Unfortunately. Uh, it, it's weird how they do that. It's like hit or miss. Like, they've done, they've gone back and forth on this kind of thing. Because they had it in Super Mario 3. They had it in New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Uh, I think they hadn't... Didn't they? They had, they had, it, they had, they it, had in it in... Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but not this game. Yeah. And that's, like, the one thing I don't like about Super Mario World. Like, that's one of my favorite... That is my favorite 2D Mario game, but, like, I wish it had the item inventory. But, like, pretty much anything I would say about this game that is a complaint is just a super minor nitpick. Because, like, when my biggest problem with the game is, like, I kind of wish there was an item inventory. It's it's one of those things where, like... there's nothing... It's not even remotely a deal-breaker. There's nothing inherently really wrong with the game outside of maybe what Landon said with the badge thing, I think, where it's like, there's some design choices maybe you don't agree with, 
but there's nothing like particularly actually flawed with the game, I would say. It there's really nothing like egregious about it. I mean, it is just if you're looking for a 2D Mario experience, it's like it's just well put together, well pretty, polished. Pretty close to one of the best. Just I give it a 9.9 out of 10. What's the point one for the uh, final level? No, I, just my like uh, my gripe about the the badge. Oh, uh, okay. Like giving us the the, the uh, best badge cap. early. Yeah, parachute cap like is your first badge. You could have made it like world two badge pickup yeah. or something. Yeah. That'd have been fine. Like a low. Um, but then the nine point nine points I gave for it, Daisy. <laughs> Yeah, just Daisy. Valid. The game it could has... have been complete garbage, and it still would have given. I would have given it the same as I got to play as Daisy. <laughs> as playable Daisy. Yeah. Playable easy. Daisy, baby. Pick this one up. So my overall thoughts, I would say I I liked it. I think it was really good overall. The uh, various things that we talked about with like the way that the Wonder Flowers work and the power up variety, and just the level structure, world structure overall. It is probably one of my favorite 2D Mario games. It's up there. It's definitely up there. It was a lot of fun playing it with you guys for our streams. Our VODs are mm-hmm. up for those that, for anyone that wants to watch them. And I think my only minor nitpick is something I did say on one of the streams is that I just th- wish that there was like one extra world. Just just one extra world. That, that's really it. It does feel It does feel like just a tiny bit short. I mean, technically, there are eight full worlds yeah. in the game because you have, you know, worlds one, the main six. You have Bowser's world, and then you have the Petal Isles, and then you have the Star World as well. Uh-huh. So, like, if you think that, count that, that's say, nine. Thank you. But I think that's a miscount. I think it's. Is it? I'm pretty sure that the, with the special world, you it's eight. Um, because there's a six plus. Petal Isles. Yeah, it's six plus Petal Isles and then Special World, right? What Petal Isles and the Bowser oh, or B- Bowser are is technically technically yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they're like well, one. They're one world because they have a con- okay because they have a, the sa- they share the same Wonder Seed, right? Well, yeah. Okay, so technically, Grand Wonder Seed. Petal Isles the, is just the Petal Isles is the Bowser World, but like yeah. I. I view, like, the particular set of, like, Bowser's level, because there's, like, five or six of them. Like, it's it's enough yeah. for a whole world. That's true. Um, it's so, a like, smaller I w- world, but it's, yeah. it's a world. Yeah, you yeah. know what? To be I mean, fair, I think maybe I was I was just kind of considering them as one world, but they are full enough that they yeah. could be two. Because, like, I mean, the Mario 3 Bowser world isn't all that long. It's, like, cause three mini levels and then two main levels, like that's it. I feel like this I feel like this game has like more content like obviously excluding Luigi U in regards to New Super Mario Bros. U but like I feel like this game has more content than any individual New Super Mario Bros. game that's fair because like I mean when you when you when you add in all those like side levels that we had I mean how many streams did it take us to, to beat it and we like like we, it was went. seven. It was seven to beat it, and then we had an eighth stream that was just us trying the final level. And like, I the final final level. I don't know like the exact play time, but like my Switch activity log says that I spent like fifteen hours on the game. So like, and I mean, yep. some of it was waiting around a little bit, but like that means you were 
a 2D Mario game has at least 10 hours of gameplay. Like, that's... Let's say probably know, 13 hours. Like, that's pretty good. I mean, I could, that's I could really good, actually. I could check myself on how long to beat. Like... Yeah. I would say the, the one other design gripe, and this is going to be a little... A little jab um, at the next thing coming up is possibly not enough bosses. Yeah, yeah. no, I, that is that is fair. Like, I didn't really that, get a big like. None of the bosses really wowed mo- me until the Bowser fight at the end. Most of the bosses are just Bowser Junior. Yeah, and that's. I mean, and not even guaranteed for every world. Yeah, not, not every not, world, not every has, world a, has one. Had a boss yeah. fight at the end of and it. That, and that's kind of disappointing. I mean, like, it's disappointing, but at the same time, Mario games have... I mean, 2D Mario games, anyway, have never been known for having, like, particularly great boss fights. Yes. Um, True. But, yeah, I, I do wish that yeah. there were more interesting boss fights in the game. That That is one, like, genuine complaint that I have. It's... It's like the one game where having the Koopalings might have actually made it better in just marginally, just a little bit. I just, I, just to see like what the Wonder Seed effect would have been for them. True. See that that is true. Like on one hand, I understand them not wanting to use the Koopalings because they were in. They three know that of we're sick four. of it. <laughs> that yeah, they were in three of the four New Super Mario Brothers games, and also in Mario Kart Eight. So, like, people were kind of sick of them after okay. seeing them so much. But I boom, agree. Boom pom pom? What's that? What about Boom Boom and Pom Pom? I was going to say, I they, feel like. Yeah, yeah, they did that for 3D uh, Land. They used those a lot. They could have just thrown 3D them in 3D Land, land. World. 3D Land, 3D World, and uh, Boom Boom was in new uh, Mario Brothers U. Yeah. Like, he was, like, basically your mid midpoint boss in every every single world. But I mean, like once again, it's like the what if with the wonder seed. Yeah. Is like what these uh bosses could have been. But it's like that and like the badges like and that, are yeah. it. But that's not even like a main like those are like yeah, more I would say minor things. Yeah, it's not even like a flaw. It's just they just decided not yeah. to di- they just made a some off decisions just slightly but that's not like doesn't make the game the overall package is fucking great go buy it right now go play daisy i checked how long to beat and like new super or rather super mario brothers wonder has like about as much content as like new super mario brothers Wii or new super mario brothers u yeah so that makes sense i think it does help though that like it does feel more accessible to get to all that content in super mario brothers wonder because I, I don't know about you guys, but I've always felt like I didn't quite have the chance to really get to the, some of that extra content in like the other new Super Mario Brothers games because of how they're behind like secret exits and those secret exits can some of them were pretty tricky, at least for me personally to like access. See, that's the thing. That's the thing about like the new Super Mario Brothers games is that the levels don't have as many like standout moments, or they don't have as many like unique design choices or set pieces that make the levels more worth replaying and going for all of the star points. I think that's part of the secret exits. Too. Like, I just some of those levels, I just don't want to go back to playing. But like, yeah, I feel compelled like when to you're do done that with it. Longer. It's 
Yeah, yeah. Like in Wonder, it's like, yeah, I want, I really want to go back and get all the tenors. And it's like, I would do that for New Super Mario Brothers, but I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. But, I mean, like, just to give overall thoughts, since I haven't really said. Uh, I think this is the best 2D Mario game in a long time. It's easily better than all of the new Super Mario Brothers games. There's nothing that those games offer that this game doesn't, except for, like, New Luigi U. But that's, like, kind of its own thing. What about Toadette with the Super Crown thing? It's new, True. Say new Super Mario Brothers True, Deluxe I guess. has that. I, I guess. Yeah. Sure. So, got your beat. I guess. Go buy but, New I mean, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe now for your Nintendo Switch. I, yeah. That's I guess I what guess. we're Get the fuck out of that's here. That's what I guess we're talking about now. Um, yeah. But either way, either way, I feel like it's not like a huge leap forward in terms of gameplay. Obviously, it's still a 2D Mario game, but it does enough different from the previous entries in the series that really makes it stand out and makes it feel like its own unique experience and not just another 2D Mario game. Yeah. In my opinion. No, yeah. And I I mean, like, I would say not not to... I mean, I guess that's a topic for another day, but, like, I, I would say it's easily, like, a top five 2D Mario game. Yeah, I would... Maybe... I don't know if I would say top three, because top three has, like, I don't know, Mario 3, Mario World, and Yoshi's Island. But if you don't don't include Yoshi's Island, then maybe top three. So I'm but I'm going to say, and this might be me, like, kind of overshooting it, maybe. This might be my second favorite three, uh, 2D Mario game. Next to Mario 3. Donkey okay. Kong 94. Nice. This game. And then I don't know what else. I don't know what else you like. <laughs> but obviously Donkey Kong 94 is everyone's favorite Mario platformer. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, uh, yeah. Good, good that we're all on the same page of what, yeah. what the top Mario uh, 2D platformer is. I think that's uh, about it. Yeah. Unless there's anyway, segue. So, segue. Landon mentioned earlier that uh, he was taking a jab at a specific thing with Mario Wonder that we're going to talk about here because it does it does have a big role in how we're going to hey. talk about this game. Hey. Well, let's go from no boss fights to only boss, only fights. boss fights. We got so- Sonic Superstars, which was a 2D Sonic game uh, released three days before on October 17th, 2023, uh, for all available current gen platforms. So you got Switch, PS4, and 5, Xbox One, and Series, PC. And it is like the classic uh, 2D Sonic games. It's essentially in the main. It's pretty. It's in the Mania engine, but it's got a new aesthetic that's closer to like probably like classic Sonic generations specifically. Um, a little bit closer to that, but more like just kind of current. And the major addition was that. So you have your playable characters: Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, Amy. There's a fifth unlockable character, and you can do the new Super Mario Brothers thing now 
where you can play multiplayer with them. I didn't test this out, so whatever uh, Landon says, uh, I agree, I guess. I, I didn't get to try that out. I mean, the only multiplayer I did was when I was uh, test downloading the game back in August, which I talked about on a previous podcast. Um, but I mean, it's pretty chaotic. So there's that. Uh, so Sonic yeah. Superstars, it's it like I said, it's basically just like the classic 2D Sonic games. You've got what is it like eleven different worlds, um, and they're they're, yeah. they're all new. There's obviously the aesthetic themes. Some of them are borrowing from previous ideas, but I gotta say, level wise, I was actually kind of impressed with the uh, selection here. Like, I I really enjoyed a lot of the different levels, like Golden Capital is really cool Mm -hmm. because like that was a that was a planned idea they had for a level back on like the genesis era they just never did it and then they did it this time like they had a arzest doing the uh doing development on this with sonic team and they like mostly it was arzest and like they borrowed that old idea and they put it in there i like a cyber um cyber cyber fuck yeah, whatever the cyber level is. Cyberfuck. I, I, yeah, cyberfuck. I already don't remember the name, and it has my favorite song in the entire game. What am I doing with my Cyberfuck cyber Station. Uh, cyber Station Zone. There it is, yeah. Yep, I got it. Cyberfuck Station. But yeah, you had... Uh, but there's like 11 different stages. You've got multiple different characters that you can play as, and not every world, not every zone has like the same amount of acts. Because usually you have, like, two acts or three acts in, like, every Sonic game, and, like, it's just flat, that's it. But here you'd have some where it's, like, just one act and, like, an extra act that's, like, act fruit or act specific character. Or sometimes you'd have two acts and that. And so they, they, they change it up quite a bit. Uh, they have They have a lot of boss fights. They have, they have a lot of boss fights. But Landon, did you have? It's like. Did you have any favorite uh, zones though? Before we get into those boss fights. Um, uh, I think Cyber Cyber Station was definitely. I would say that's probably my favorite zone that I played. Yeah, that's that's like my standout one. Um, did you play through the the game as just Sonic? Um, minus the like character like individual levels pretty much yeah i didn't have the chance to like go back yet i was gonna like try to go back and play as tails play as knuckles play as amy play as the new unlockable character who has their own story uh but i didn't get the chance to so i just basically did sonic i played through as knuckles i did my whole playthrough as knuckles nice so okay so there's bridge island speed jungle sky temple pinball carnival Pinball Carnival is actually one of my favorite, like, of that style stage. I think that's actually probably one of my favorites so far that they've done. Like that and pretty good. Latin, like Studiopolis are like two of my favorites. You got Lagoon City, Sand Sanctuary, Press Factory, Golden Cat. Press Factory is fun. Press Factory was pretty good. And then Cyber Station, Frozen Base, and Egg Fortress. I'm not gonna lie, Frozen Base was also pretty good. I wasn't expecting yeah. an ice level that late in the game with a nice twist to it, and it was it was it was a lot of fun. I was yeah. about to say there was no. I, first of all, for those n- not knowing, I 
have not played this game, so I don't have a lot to say about Sonic Superstars. I was about to say, though, like, there's no way they haven't done an Egg Fortress before this game. But no, I was thinking of Final Fortress, which was still an Eggman level from Sonic Heroes. But not quite the same thing. Yeah, and the Egg Fortress zone in this game is also kind of different. Like, your first level is, like, your typical, like, Eggman's base-style level, which is a little bit of an aesthetic twist. But they do this gimmick where, like, you have to do that whole thing backwards for the second act. So, like, they have, like, some weird gimmicks for some of these levels. And, I, I mean, I think they're pretty good overall for the most part. Like, Cyber Station is one big act, but it's broken apart. And Sonic's got these, like, pixel-style, like, blocky design to him. And then he transforms into things for, like segments of the levels like he can turn into a squid and like float through space and he can turn into uh a a rocket ship and and move through the sky um and there's there's one other thing i'm i'm forgetting I'm, i know there's like a third thing but it's yeah there, there's a there's a quite a few different like styles of like ways to break up the gameplay a little bit within like kind of twist things i think my fa i think my two favorites are probably golden capital and cyber station and it's cool that they come back to back the um i'll say this i think from the like just the now i will say i have played a bit of the unlockable character story spoilers going forward because I'm, I'm not going to hold my tongue going that's perfectly at this point. So that's perfectly fine, because yeah. I'm not going to lie, I actually don't care about spoilers for this game. I know you don't. I know you don't. Yeah. But I'm just... I'm warning the general audience at this point. Spoilers for Sonic Superstars. Wow. Um, one of the new characters introduced in the game uh, is Trip. Uh, they're a lizard dragon thing. Um, once you beat the game, uh, you unlock a hard mode where you can play through the entire game as Trip. Uh, Trip has, uh, her own, like, little moveset, and, uh, the, the levels are harder, oh, uh, as Trip. I actually did not know yes. that. That's interesting. Yes, no. They do a whole redesign, uh, so it's still, like... Act 1, Act 2, and it's still kind of like the general theme. But enemy placements are different and that type stuff. Okay. And then her big thing is she kind of combines some of the different powers of uh, some of the other ones. So she can, uh, when she spin... <laughs> Al makes a good point. Harder and worse. That's where I'm coming to. Here we go. Um, uh, because this is going to wrap around to what I was going to say originally. But, uh, so she can basically jump into a ball, but she's a spike ball. And then she can basically with that, uh, when she jumps into that, she can do a double jump. So you can like double jump onto enemies, but then also you can use that to like climb walls and stuff. Okay. Uh, she's a spike. That's ball. interesting. Yeah. So like, cool. like from a like con conceptual like point trip is a cool character with a cool set of powers execution they kind of ruin the levels i did not get past act two or three of the second zone as trip 
I got frustrated with a certain section and I was like, I'm done. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So if you want to go through trip story, have fun. Um, it is required if you want to see the, the true ending. Speaking of, I didn't care. Speaking of true ending, um, it should be noted, just like in most Sonic games, if you want to get to the true ending, you need to collect the seven Chaos Emeralds. Landon, we actually have a little bit to talk about here because usually in most Sonic games, the Chaos Emeralds are just a collectible, and that is it. You get them from some weird special stage, and you collect them, and when you get the seven, you can turn into Super Sonic or Super whoever and do the final boss, and that's it. There's just a collectible that unlocks the final boss, and if you get all of them, you might get a special bonus. Not in this game. In this game, collecting Chaos Emeralds also grants you additional powers that you can use across all the levels. If you are just playing to beat the game, these are not mandatory, these are not required, they just help you out, and there's a big variety of them. Landon, how many of them did you get? Did you get all seven of them? You got four? I got four. I got four. You want to know why? Because that fifth one, too damn hard. Sucks fucking assholes okay. to get. Why is, okay. why is it always the fifth Chaos it's either, Emerald? It's either, the fourth or, it's either the fourth or the fifth. It's never the last one in these games. It's always mm. one of the ones in the middle. Sonic 4 Episode 2, final uh, oh, special yeah. stage, yeah, was... Stupid monkey I still yes. haven't beaten that one. I still haven't gotten that one either. But in this one, it's the fifth special stage. Yeah. So the way that the special stages work is that the Chaos Emeralds uh, are floating up around the a 3D space. And you the 3D space has no bottom to it. So your character is constantly falling. But there's ways to... Uh, there's like these things that you can kind of like do like a like a hookshot, like Spider-Man-esque like swing and carry yourself around. And there's also some like little springy things that when you like bump in, like when you move into them, you'll bounce, you'll like shoot upward. So there's these ways to keep you airborne and you have to chase down the emerald that's moving around. And the way that these are designed, depending on the placement for these things, it can be really hard. The fifth emerald... Once you get to a certain height, it's exclusively this one thing, and they can be spaced kind of far apart. So, like, it's just so hard to keep up with. And because of the way that your character is going to be shooting up into the air, you have to try to fall down into the emerald. But the emerald's just moving too fast. You just can't keep up with it. Like, it's so hard. And the auto, like, like the targeting for, like, the tether, the, like... But like and like yeah like if you're like trying to get to one of the the swing balls or like the jump pads in that level I don't know why it fucking sucks it like does not like to target things yeah sometimes. the auto targeting is kind of garbage in that in those special stages yeah. not gonna lie yeah no it's special the special stages are these are not great not great I'll say that it's it's not a great I honestly. I, th I think Mania has some of the best special stages. Oh, yeah, for sure. With the Catch the UFO. Like, like I think hands down, like, I think that's my favorite. This is a fine attempt to do something different. Execution, not great. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just want to 
go back to uh, like the point I was going to make real quick before I went off into a side tangent of Trip Story, is I think the levels of the base game, so not Trip Story, the levels of the base game, not the boss fights, if you just take just like getting from the end to wherever the boss fight starts, is solid Sonic content. Yeah, it, it for sure. It's like I like I did not find a level that really stuck out as like a problem for me. All of these were yeah. generally good. When you're playing just the main game, not trip story, not dealing with the boss fights. It's once you start adding in some of that fucking dog shit, I, I want to say. Like, um, so, so I don't know about you, but like <sighs> something I know that like, so Jack and Landon did not care for the crush physics in Sonic Mania. And because I didn't have an issue yeah, with crush physics. Yeah. So in this game, they like, it's still running off the same engine, but they knew that that was something that people didn't like. Some people did not like. So you really don't see a whole lot of situations where that's possible. Like, mm -hmm. if you're going to get crush death, it's going to be very deliberate because the thing is, like, telegraphed and will just slam down really fast on you. So, like, you don't have that weird moment where, like, is it, it will you fit, will you won't, like you can with Mania, and then just die. Like, they, they, they looked at that and they, they designed the levels pretty well overall for the base Yeah, game. no, I think, I think, I think the level design for the base game is well done. I think it's right up there with the classic Sonic games. It's, it's pretty generally good. It's it's very solid. It's the second you start adding, and it's not even like all of the boss fights. So yeah, let's get into the boss fights. So there's just so many of them that it just like dogpiles, and you're yeah. just like it's like a slugfest. So here's the thing: one after another. The boss fights in this game. If I will say one thing, they are epic in scale. Even from the first boss fight, like they yes. they let it known to you that the boss fights in this game are kind of crazy. Like you're fighting literally like Death Egg Robot Boss One, so like it's just it they don't pull punches. But the problem is not just that they're hard; it's that they have very long periods where you cannot hit them. Yes, I mean they are. Um, you just have to like sit there and like wait. There's so much waiting. So going back to like the Chaos Emeralds thing. So if you don't have some of the power ups that these Chaos Emeralds grant, there's just no way to hit some of these bosses while you're waiting for them to do stuff. You might be able to cheese it if you have certain power-ups. Like, the first Emerald gives you a clone attack where, like, a bunch of copies of your character just run across the screen from both sides, and they can damage stuff. They can die in hilarious fashion. It's funny. Uh, some of the bosses get are, are admittedly vulnerable from this, where you might not be able to reach the boss, but some of them do not. So the bosses, they start off generally fine, but when you get to the latest parts in the game, there are some bosses that just have really long periods of time before you can hit them. Uh, Egg Fortress, the final boss in particular. I know it's the final boss of the main story, but goddamn, dude. Like, it's eight hits, so it doesn't, it's, it's a typical, it's a standard Sonic amount, but you're literally waiting like 20, 30 seconds at a time before you can it's get like, it. It's like a four minute boss fight. Yeah, it's a four minute boss when fight. When you're doing it fast. And 
it has a lot of variable different attacks. It has two phases of four hits each. And yeah, it, there's like, it piles on these different attacks. You've got like a barrage of like bullet hell style bullets. It has phases where it's uh, using these rockets to fire at you and only the blue ones will hit just like the blue rockets from the Studiopolis zone back in uh, Sonic Mania. Only the blue, uh, the bulbous blue ones will work. The regular, like, thin ones don't work. And you have to try to hit the one into them. But it has to hit them from behind. You can't hit them. It can't hit them from the front. Because if it hits from the front, it just gets deflected. So you have to... He can just go, it. Yeah, so you have to, like... There's two, there's two layers to the first phase. And then they throw a second phase at you. Where it's constantly chasing you, kind of like the Death Egg robot in uh, Sonic & Knuckles except it's doing way crazier attacks. like. And there's no checkpoint in between them. There's no checkpoint. You have to do it all in one run. And that is the problem with the Sonic Superstars bosses in general, is that they don't have checkpoints, and some of these bosses take a long time. If they had just put a checkpoint, like, halfway in between some of these bosses, I think it'd be fine. Like, I wouldn't care. But, like, yeah. they're brutal for, like, a casual player. This is not a game that, like, a kid... Or, like, a first-time Sonic player can go into and play this game. Like, it's... I, I would t- I would say go back and, like, play Sonic Mania, play Sonic Origins first. When you get comfortable, then play Sonic Superstars. Do not play Sonic Superstars first. That's very fair. It's not an entry-point game. That, uh... But, yeah, how did you feel about the rest of the bosses in general? Because we did talk a lot about the final boss, but... I mean... Mm. They're they're kind of hit or miss. There's some fun ones. Yeah, fuck Knack. I I love Knack the Weasel. I love Triple Trouble. Fuck his boss fight. Yeah, his boss fight's kind of eh. I wasn't. It a goes it goes on long. It's another one that just goes on long, a long time, and it doesn't have a fun gimmick. And like it's his, it, he shows up. I think he it's his level in like the jungle zone. With Trip, that, like, it, it, like, I was like, nope. Because he, like, does a chasing section, and then, like, you have to do some, like, very specific platforming, and I just got frustrated with it. Right. Um, but there's a couple boss fights that are, like, they're fine, they're good, but, I don't know, it's just... (sighs) The music is weird, like, it's, so the thing is, is that they had a few different cooks in the kitchen here. You got T. Lopes, you got June Sinoy, and then you've got quite a few, like, other people that are in there. Um, I don't remember her name, Toriana, I think. She helped, like, she, like, collabed with June Sinoy for Cyber Station, and she was returning from Team Sonic Racing. She did the music for that, some of the music for that. So, you got a bunch of cooks in the kitchen. Jun Sonoy is so attached to the goddamn Sonic 4, like, like, faux Genesis sound font style. I will say, though, like, the music is still overall, even in his, in his, like, comp- compositions, generally better than the Sonic 4 stuff. I am. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But no, go ahead. it's disjointed because then you have T-Lopes who does these much more varied and more atmospheric, melodic kind of like, I want to say it feels like a Sonic CD Japanese 
uh, OST style approach to it. So it there's like a contrast. There's like two different styles that are like clashing here. There's good. There's good. I, there's good parts all around. It's just really weird. I think Jun Sonoy is really talented, and I think he has a place in Sonic's like compositions. But he needs to be working with real instruments if he's composing something, because when he try when he's limited to just like and here's the thing he's, Genesis style sound fonts, the, he just it and, just doesn't and here's work the thing, very well. He's doing this by choice. No one has made him do this Genesis style. He chooses to make the music that way. I know it's so I weird. Know. Why is he doing this? Sega just really needs to be like, look. T. Lopes does all of our Genesis-style music. Jun Sonoy does all of the rock shit. Yeah. That's it. That's just... Separate them into their own lanes because they both, like, are good at different things. Yeah. That... I, I agree. Like, I think there's no disrespect to Jun Sonoy because, like I said, the music in this game, even the stuff he's done is generally better. And I think people do kind of overhate some of it. But there, it's still... It doesn't sound to me as good on average than T. Lopes's stuff or, you know, the other couple composers that worked on this. Like, uh, I don't know how Cyber Station Zone would have sounded without Torienna, like, kind of like the way that it's, it's so it's kind of cool how they do it. Like Cyber Station Zone, the music starts off with like that typical Genesis, faux Genesis, like Sonic 4 ass style, like drum. And then like Torienna's like uh, techno-y like style like drops in smacks it down and then overwrites the melody and it's it's so cool i don't know how that would have sounded if jun Sinoy was also the composer and arranger because toriana came in to like arrange over the composition so i, th I think that if jun Sinoy was working with someone directly on more of these i think you'd probably get some cool stuff out of that but there are zones that he just entirely does the song himself and it sounds so different from what everybody else is doing in this game yeah but i mean it's generally pretty good there's quite a few bops there's stuff that's growing on me i just i don't i it it's just when i look when i listen to these songs i don't always feel like these are all supposed to be from the same game that's it uh i've got that's kind of like I haven't listened to any of the music from this game, but that's kind of what I've heard. Yeah. It feels like the soundtracks of, like, two different Sonic games were just smushed together. So, it was just not cohesive, but, I mean, it's pretty good overall. I love I love T. Lopes' stuff here, and I do generally like some of uh, Junsunoi's stuff, and like I was saying, I've been gushing about Cyber Station Zone. That is my favorite song in the game. Cyber Station Zone, Toriana's arrangement. Whew. Oh god, it's so good. Bring her back for more. Please. Oh yeah, Al, um, Al in our chat made okay. a very good point. Um, the pro One of the problems with the boss fights too is that it has uh, they have a really short boss theme. Uh, it's not used for all the bosses, but quite a few of them. And because the bosses are so long and the boss theme is short, you get the same loop over and over for three minutes it's cool yeah um okay so three things real quick 
One, no life system. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Two, um... Fuck the metal shit. I, I, you need too many of these metals to, like, customize your little robo thing. And all it does is let you customize one of your bosses. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even bother with that stuff. Yeah, no, it's like, there's, like... It's, like, it's just, like... If you want to buy a custom part, it costs way too much. And then if you want to color that custom part, it costs way too much. And, like, you get these for, like... Every hundred rings you collect, because instead of a, a um, a life system, you a life system, you get a metal, and then occasionally you get one for like, uh, you can get like ones if you already if you're clearing a special stage you already do, and then there's like, uh, like warp areas, um, that are like, um, Sonic one, yeah, Sonic one special stages, special stages, uh, where you're just collecting. Metals like you're instead. when you're clearing those, you're collecting those metals, um, which those are fine. I actually those are a fun little break of pace, but like all you're getting is this metal that is not worth a whole lot, and it's very time consuming to get, and it, it all it is is for like a, an aesthetic optional thing. I don't know what you're supposed to do with this little robot thing outside of it showing up in a boss fight. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like overall, I mean, do we have anything else we wanted to dip into with this game or do we want to just kind of go to the thought summary for this? Um, well, we didn't really try the multiplayer or online, no, we so we're not going to talk about that. Maybe will uh, play through the game yeah. online. Um, I would like to. It, it's fun enough. I think we can probably uh, work that out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day. Jack just has to get off his lazy butthole. I mean, no. do you own the game or do you not have He's no, 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 I don't own the game. So, that's why he has to get off it, his that's, lazy butthole. That's, that's why I've been so slow to get to this game because it's $60 retail. And you and missed no the sale, you. didn't you? There's been several yeah. sales where it's been $30, yeah. so... No, this is that's just him still, being lazy. That's still quite a bit for a 2D Sonic game. When, I mean, I don't know. When Mania was, like, 20... I mean, that's fair. It is... It does cost quite a bit of money. Yeah. So, like, let's put... I know, yeah, like... Let's put it this way. I, so, I'm very... I'm very much being a cheap ass so, let, when yes, I yes. say I don't want to spend $30 on this game, but like when Mania was $20. So not even that. We literally, so let's, let's put it this way. Let's compare it to Super Mario Brothers Wonder, a game that just came out three within the same week. They are both the same genre of game and you have Super Mario Wonder is a solid 10 hours plus of completion with solid content throughout the entire game across the board. Sonic Superstars is the same price as Super Mario Bros. Wonder, with not quite as much content. Generally still decent content that's there, but it's not as much, and it's not as consistently good. Like, if you are picking between these two games, which one are you going to play? Which one's more worth $60? Uh, Dragon Quest Monsters. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty obvious that if you were in a store and you got these two games looking at you full retail price... I would say Super Mario Bros. Wonder is more worth your purchase. But, yeah, like, Super Sonic Superstars is the kind of game that 
it goes on sale a lot. Like, it went on sale, like, twice or three times already for a good couple weeks at a time since it launched, and it only launched, like, three months ago. Like, it's, like, it's four months ago. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. barely it's barely even been out, and it's already been on sale for, like, 30 or $40. And I would say it's a, it's worth about that much. But, like, Mania was a steal at its price. And Mania should have been forty dollars. Yeah. And compare it, and yeah. especially when you compare the fact that with Sonic Mania Plus, let's say Sonic Mania Plus versus Sonic Superstars, Sonic Mania Plus has the Encore mode versus Trip Story and Sonic Superstars, or not Mania Encore. Yeah, no, Sonic Mania has Encore mode, which is basically like Trip Story with Mighty and Ray, but you can still play as the other characters. And the content, the level design there, at least from what I know. Is just better in Super in uh, Sonic Mania, so like you probably want to wait for a sale on Sonic Superstars, but like that doesn't make it a bad game. It's just got some very stiff competition is the problem. Like where Sonic Superstars is good, it's pretty fucking good. Like I I enjoyed myself, but there are those moments like Lando was saying where like it's just frustrating. There's just parts. Yeah. There's just parts that we know have been so much better before. Um, I would say, especially out of like the recent releases for Sonic, I would, I would. It's above like the average, like overall, for me at least. Um, it's it's good. It's like it's a good game, but like I I would put it, I like I definitely it's under Mania. That's. So hands down. So let's say last ten years of Sonic games, right? So so forces to now or like Lost World to now. Yeah, Lost like Lost World to now. Like, would you say it's better than Lost World? I enjoy Lost World, so I guess. Would you say it's um, it's better than Sonic I, Boom Rise of Lyric? It's better than Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric. It's better than Sonic Forces. Um, those two for sure. Um. I'm trying to think. It's like, do I like this more than Frontiers? That's an interesting no. debate. Yeah. yeah, that's. I think that's where it like really comes down to is like Superstars and Frontiers. Because those were the two recent. The, those are the most two recent. They're the most in your face right now. I think. I think Frontiers overall is like a better package, especially now that you have the free DLC updates that really flush it out a bit. And I heard yes. that the that the DLC updates also. Replace that questionable final boss. So. Although they are adding Shadow to Superstars, I think as a, just a skin uh, for Sonic. Interesting. But it has Shadow now, so. That's fair. But yeah, you have, um, I mean, you have yeah. the same four core playable characters over in Frontiers in a 3D setting. And that's going to be generally the same price point around with superstars. Like if I'm sh I'm sure if they go on sale, like they'll probably most likely both go on sale at similar times. So like, or you can find Frontiers yeah. ten dollars cheaper just because it's been out in the next year. Exactly. Yeah. So like, if you were comparing these two, Frontiers is probably the game you should get. I would. I would. Unless you're like against three D Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. Just period. Period. Um. But yeah, that's 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 my take. Is like it's better than forces. Yeah, it's 
There you go. There End you go. Sentence. It is. It is. So what you're telling me, Landon, is that it, it's a seven out of ten game. It's a seven and a half out of ten game. Oh, okay. I think Forces yeah. is the most average Sonic game you can get, which by game review scores is a seven. <laughs> which is bullshit. But yeah, yeah, but I'm just going based off of the internet, not logic. So gotcha. If gotcha. if internet logic, not real logic, but internet logic says Sonic that Forces w- is a seven out of ten, then Sonic Superstars is a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, it's, it's a fair. little bit above average yeah. overall. Yeah, it's got some really high That's, highs and some kind of frustrating midpoints. And it's but you can play and, through the entire game as Knuckles, and they I give it my stamp of approval. They can't take that away from you. And, Unless they're playing the, Trip Story, then they can. Yep. That 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 was the thing though with this game and with Forces back when that came out is that I didn't get them initially, and like fan reception is generally like, yeah, it's all right. So I was just, I've just have not been like so, incentivized into buying them. So here's because if I just know that it's going to be average then i don't really want to spend my money on so here's the thing i don't think that the reception for superstars and forces were generally equal in my opinion i think that superstars no i'm not saying i think that i think that superstars was mostly uh the way that the internet responded to it is closer to how they responded to sonic colors ultimate wherein that there is some valid criticisms to make about the package but the package isn't necessarily bad but people are overblowing that it is bad. So it's one of those things where like, if you get the game at a decent price, you're going to have a good time. It's just fun. It's pretty good. It's nothing crazy, but it's enjoyable. But the vocal reset response to it makes it sound like it's a worse game than it is. In my opinion. Get it when it's 20 bucks. Yeah, get it. Get, get, get the game when it's on sale. I think I will wait until it's twenty bucks. All right. I think it's worth like thirty ish, but like, yeah, no, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay sixty dollars for this game. I definitely would, would recommend. Fuck no. Especially when they do sales as frequently as they do, just just wait for a price drop. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's uh how we feel about Sonic Superstars. We've talked about uh, Super Mario Wonder. That was going to be our podcast, pretty much. And then Sony decided they wanted to do a state of play at the end of January, right? Okay, oh but boy. I'm thirsty. Uh, I've been coughing So, But before we get to that, we've got some uh, usual uh, housekeeping to do. So Landon, you can get up and do your thing <sighs> while, <Thank> you. <laughs> while we do that. Uh, Jack, can you do me a favor? Because my voice is kind of like shot and do that for us. We got patron shoutouts. We've got uh, social media to talk about. Um, I'm always unprepared when you ask me to do this, even uh, though it's the simplest thing. There's no script involved. I know, but we we have we have Patreon, we have Discord, we have different Patreon tiers. Subscribe to our three dollar tier, where you can get exclusive. Well, no, you don't get exclusive content, but you're helping us out. That's pretty cool. You get to vote on get to vote future polls. LPs and stream, future LPs. You get to vote in polls, future streams, and whatnot. 
even just subscribing at the three dollar tier you, you have a voice exactly. in the content that you want to see in the future that is multiple choice curated by us we also have a six dollar tier jack you should tell them about that too there's also the six dollar tier where if you subscribe to that you get ex access to exclusive content we have videos that are only available to people who pay to the $6 tier, such as tier lists and other things. We have a Pathfinder campaign that all of the parts for that are up that you can enjoy. And as I think that's it. We have we have shout outs. We got our two. Do we? We do our patron shout outs for at the $6 tier now. So we've got two and they are the same people as before. We've got Buggy and Pixel. They've been helping out with the extra tier subscription, so we want to thank them specifically. We do, of course, want to thank all the patrons, but those two are going the extra mile to help us make this podcast happen for you all every couple of weeks. So thank you to them. And, of course, like Jack said, we've got the Discord. Join it. It's free. We don't gatekeep it behind, like, uh, the Patreon. It's just there. You can find it in our descriptions and everything. Just say hi. And if we were smart, we would. If we were smart, we would. But we generally don't need to because we don't really get a whole lot of people joining except for, you know, the, the people that are actually are already invested in our content, which we appreciate, of course. Uh, yeah, we have a Twitch. We do streams every week, just like this one. But we also actually play games. Jack, you should tell us about the games we play right now on stream. The games that we play right now on stream such as The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker HD. Hey, I'm playing that one. That's Landon playing that one. S also, such as Apollo Justice Ace Attorney via the Apollo Justice Ace Attorney trilogy. Hey, I'm in that one. Hey, Landon's in that one as well. Cloud's in that one. Um, Landon is also streaming Dragon Quest 1 right hey, now. I'm in that one. <laughs> you are in that one. We have um, VODs coming up. I got off my butt and actually scheduled all of the VODs on our channel to go up in the upcoming week. Uh, although, I guess if you're listening to this in podcast form, then those are already out by now. But look forward to VODs on our YouTube channel. Speaking of, by the time the high-quality audio version of the stream goes out, I'm going to make it a point... Over the next week, I'm going to have the next patron exclusive video content for you guys. And I don't remember if I mentioned it. I think I did in some form. But it is a video game company's tier list. And we have a lot of interesting things to say about some of the people on that or, or some of the companies on that list. So that'll that sh I, I hope that will be up by the time this is out on those other streaming devices. Uh, platforms so that's the goal we're gonna have mid-february uh so getting back to things landon is showing us he has telemuck which is very important i'm too sick to eat he just wants to show so us. i'm just gonna hold this container here for the rest of the podcast what is it it is the uh campfire peanut butter cup oh, okay. ice cream yeah I the limited edition there is more of it out there in the world i bought one I have never not seen that in stores yeah. since it came out. It's not very I was gonna limited. Say, that doesn't well, sound very limited to me then. There there was periods of time where I didn't see it. But 
yeah. Yeah, Tillamook is great. You'll soon learn that I just give them free sponsorship on this show. I'm, I'm so sad. They don't, the uh, the local grocery store that I go to, they stopped doing the Tillamook cheese. Like Really? They used, so like, okay, I think they, no, no, they actually just pulled it completely. Yeah, so they used to have like both like the sliced cheese and then like other kinds of cheese. And they had a bunch of that. And they just, they gutted those out and they just put more of their own like store brand there. I was like, man, but the Tillamook That's brand stupid. is really good. Like it's, it's it good is. quality for the price it's like really good quality it's worth it it's it's the dairy product that i feature in my household i got my butter extra creamy tillamook ice cream frozen custards got my tillamook my cheeses get them shredded get them sliced tillamook mornings i have a yogurt tillamook. zucchini knows tillamook yeah Zucchini in our chat, in our Discord Zucchini's chat. Zucchini's a real one. Another Telemec enjoyer. Two thumbs up for that. So, um, did we want to get back to our discussion? We've got an additional thing. Sony decided they're going to show off some games. And some of them are interesting, I guess. There's, there's like one announcement here that I care about. But let's just jump in. Uh, the first thing that they showed, or... So I have an article that Landon linked me to from IGN. We're just going to go right down in order of what IGN posted. The first announcement was uh, Death Stranding 2 was shown off, and it has a an official title, Death Stranding 2 on the beach. They had a trailer for it, and they showed off some stuff. And I mean, I wasn't interested in the first Death Stranding, so... I'm personally not invested in this. Smash or pass? Um, pass because I haven't really played the first one. I think it's funny that he called the game On the Beach. Knowing Kojima, he 1000% named it after the Neil Young album. Probably. I'm going to pass because I cannot play strand type games. I'm too baby. Good enough. Uh, Damn. And then segueing into the next bit. We had Hideo Kojima ended up uh, basically revealing that he has another project. And this is a new game that is uh, an action espionage game called uh, Fysint. That is P-H-Y-S-I-N-T. And um, apparently it's supposed to be like this. They alluded to it at the Game Awards uh, recently. And they kind of just much more in-depth went into it now. It's supposed to blur the line between video game and film. Uh, I, I, I don't care, dude. Like, I, I, I'm not interested in... I don't know. I feel like the, the allure of Hideo Kojima making new games is just completely worn off for me. I kind of just want, like... I don't know. I like... I love Kojima, but, like, I feel like sometimes he can be a little bit more style over substance. At least with Death Stranding, anyway. And, like, he's kind of leaning into that right now. And I'd kind of wish he would, like, just go with a substance over style type game, like The Phantom Pain, again. 
but we'll see. Landon, anything to add? Beyond hard pass. All right. Damn. Uh, next thing that is listed here is they showed off Rise of the Ronin from Team Ninja. Uh, pass. I didn't get to look into it. I So I don't have anything to say. It's, it's an open world uh, action, action game from uh, Team Ninja. Eh. The issue is it comes out on March 22nd. Which is Princess Peach Showtime's release date. Oh, I didn't know that. That's Mm. interesting. Yeah. So this game can fuck right off. I will wait until it's like five bucks. Uh, Thanks. There was an announcement for a remaster of Until Dawn. Smash. So here's the thing. Until Dawn, fantastic game. Great. It looks so good already. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't... Yeah, I think this was one of the games that like they were people were like showing comparisons for, and it's like, do we need this remaster? I'll buy it because it's a good game, and it'll just be, especially if they add like a little bit extra content, rework the story or something. Um, mostly for Spookfest, but like that's that that's it. Like that's that's why I'm buying it is for Spookfest. Not for, like, anything in particular. Like, that the game needs it. Um, the next thing was there's a game uh, pub- being published by Sony and uh, third-party developer uh, Shift Up that is coming out in April on the 26th, which is uh, somebody's birthday, called Stellar Blade. I... Okay. I watched the trailer for this one. It, looks- it is another... It's like an... It's an action game. It looks it looks interesting. Kind of it kind of looks like not 100%, but it kind of looks like you're near Automata, especially like with the the story that's being played out is like yeah. Earth is taken over by something yeah. and like you're playing as a character that's coming back to try and save what's left of Earth. Yeah, I do Who get knows? those. I do get those vibes. It's a little bit different, but it's yeah. You got like the same shtick. Yeah. Um. But too bad. Sandland comes out on April twenty sixth. Hard pass. Yep. Uh, we got a trailer for Dragon's Dogma two. Once again, this game is coming out on March twenty second. They're just putting these games down the wrong release dates for you. It's like I'm looking forward to this because I really enjoyed the the original, but I want Princess Peach Showtime so much more, and Princess Peach Showtime is going to be ten less dollars than this. I can wait until this yeah. game is on sale. Uh, did you have anything to add, Jack? Nope. Uh, okay, next one is an announcement that we all actually care about. Talk about the biggest miss here, folks. We got Sonic. X Shadow Generations announced. That is the name of the game. You cannot make this up. It is Sonic X Shadow Generations. It is a re-release. It's true. Google Sonic's X, so- Google Sonic X Shadow to find out. <laughs> so it is Sonic Generations is getting a re-release, remaster that adds new content for Shadow the Hedgehog. It's in the same style as uh as like the modern Sonic gameplay it looks like. 
but you play a shadow and it's new levels that are from his past so you've got stuff like final chase there was a fight with black doom that was shown off uh there was a fight with the bio lizard that was shown off so we're gonna have stuff important to shadow coming in here um i'm i'm excited for this but it's tentative for me because my issue is that i don't know we don't know what the price is as of the airing of this podcast the page is up but there's no price listing for it I'm not sure if I want to spend a full retail price on this remaster, but I also am not 100% confident they will price it at that full retail price. And I also don't, and we also don't know when it's coming out besides vague autumn 2024. If it's during a dry period where there's nothing else really exciting that I'm waiting for coming out, I'm probably going to pick this up. But if there's other bigger releases that get announced that I might want, or it's just priced a little too high. I might wait for it, so I don't know. But, I mean, I am excited. It's it's a Generations re-release with new content. Like, I can't be not excited. I mean, even if the Shadow content sucks, we still have a Generations remaster to look forward to, which is cool. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be 50 bucks when it launches. Because it's like, it's a remaster of an old game, which, you know, probably would be 40, but they're adding new content to it. So, I think that's going to raise the price a little bit. Yeah, that sounds about right. Do you think they'll add a $50 gun DLC? I hope so. Classic Sonic can run around with a gun. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, Good. I, I... I... Listen, all I want is a tiny CRT TV with a GameCube in it, and you can play Shadow the entirety of Shadow the Hedgehog inside the game. Uh, I, I will say, like, my only um, thing here is that of all the Sonic games that are in this era, like, era that could use remasters, I think Generations by itself probably needed it the least. But yeah. But that said, the new content makes it exciting enough that I am willing to buy it again. And I think they're just if you're oh, sorry, yeah, if you're a console player specifically, like you don't play on PC, this is still good because this hasn't had a re. Uh, we haven't seen this game in two console cycles now. So like if you if yeah. you're playing on PC, like you already have the original. And the original is just perfectly fine. But if you're just a console player. This is a good chance to get the game because we haven't seen it in 11, in 13 years. That's pretty much it. has been a while. Uh, Lena, did you have any thoughts to add, though? Buy some Tillamook ice cream. Buy some Tillamook ice cream. They are literally not paying me to say that. This is, this is not a sponsored ad section, but you should do it. Just think about it, at least. I probably we'll I probably later. should have qual- I should should have clarified. Do you have any thoughts about Sonic X Shadow Generations? Oh, I hope they make kissy faces at each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know that would be really hot. That would be too sweet. Super- too sweet. Now, Shoot. of course, we do have to admit part of the reason they're probably doing this is this is an easy way to help drive up hype. For Sonic 3, the movie, 
because oh, yeah. that comes out the same yeah. year. So they're doing a lot of, I mean, Landon, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, they're adding a shadow skin to superstars. So yep. they are really trying to drive up hype for like shadow being a thing again. When did, when was he not a thing? I mean, he's been kind of taking a little bit of a backseat in the, for a little bit. I mean, he, they, he still shows up in like different media, but he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't play like a big part like he used to. I was going to say, when was the last time Shadow was a playable character in a Sonic game? Sonic Forces. Yeah, he had like three levels. Oh yeah, he was. But he only had, yeah, yeah he okay. only had like three levels. Okay, but aside from that... Um, the, the, it's been a I while. mean, the last time he was a major factor in a game was... Sonic 06. Yeah. Team Sonic Racing. Yeah, I mean, you could say that, but... Out of out of ones with like somewhat standard Sonic gameplay, but yeah, Team Sonic Racing is is uh, true too. Where is my silver Sonic Cross Shadow Cross Silver Generations video game? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> weird. So like, obviously they did it Shadow specifically because of what we mentioned, but like Shadow already was also in Generations as a boss as a rival fight, but so were Metal Sonic and Shadow or Silver. And they just decided that we don't get anything for Metal Sonic or Silver. So that's cool. I want to I want a Silver. I want to be Metal Sonic. Fanfic. Give 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 me a Metal Sonic skin for Modern Sonic in those levels. And Classic Sonic. Like they did with Metal Sonic in Sonic Adventure. Just give me a skin, like that's it. That's all I need. Uh but yeah, Sonic Cross Shadow Generations and then they uh showed off uh, Silent Hill, the short message, which is already out. It is free to play spinoff. I, I don't know. It says Silent Hill. Pass. Pass. It's weird that they did this. And, I, I mean, people are. St- remember what it was that that you were talking about, Jack, about uh, PT playable teaser, and we still don't have. They're they're never making that game, and they give us this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Konami. It must suck to be a Silent Hill fan right now. Yeah, my pet. Um, assuming, yeah, pass for Landon. We got, I said pass, yeah. We got uh, the game Judas, which is made by the same creator of Bioshock. I, I know nothing about this game. Neat. It's... Basically, Bioshock in space, I believe. Okay. So, we'll see. Uh, There was the announcement for a game called V-Rising, which is kind of in the same type of game as the Diablo games. Uh, Pass. Yeah, it it already was and had been in early access on PC for quite a while now, but it's coming to PlayStation this year. Okay. Uh, we got Godzilla announcement for Dave the Diver. There's Godzilla content for quite a bit of things going on, but this was what PlayStation showed off specifically. Landon, do you want to talk? This about is this? cool. This is like, and I mean, they didn't, they didn't really sh- explain what is going to happen, but I don't care. I I'll get Dave the Diver now. Thanks. Yeah, uh, it's that easy. I was gonna say, did you wanna 
mention anything else about like Godzilla crossover content while we're here. It's not specific. Oh. It's just not specific to the state of play, but it does have relevance because that's why he's here in this announcement. Yeah, Godzilla's also showing up in Minecraft. Like you can buy a pack, uh, and it's got a crap ton of. The- it has a crap ton of Godzilla characters and like stuff in it too. All right. Uh, the next cool. The next thing that was shown off was a trailer for God fucking damn it, another game in Hoyoverse called Zenless Zone Zero. Why do they keep? They, they, there's so many games coming out from them in the past few years. Stop it! Slow down! Jesus Christ! Uh, pass yeah it's whatever um there's a there's a vr trail a trailer for metro awakening vr i I don't play vr games pass there was another vr game for vr2 called legendary tales pass Pass. okay (laughs) and then the next thing shown off was a trailer for another trailer for foam stars which is their Splatoon ripoff. It it looks interesting enough. It does seem like it it's it's heavily it's kind of like the whole like we're not going to talk about this. Maybe in a different podcast, maybe. But it's kind of like the Pal World Pokemon thing, like Foam Stars and Splatoon. Like it does it it, it looks like it does have its own thing, but it is so blatantly obvious that they. We're taking design inspiration and other inspiration from a different existing IP that it's it's not even funny how obvious it is. That doesn't mean that the game itself yeah. is bad. It's just it is blatantly just trying to be this other game style wise with different like with some different gameplay elements about effectively. So like I'm interested in trying it. But like, it's yeah, it's it's not that exciting for me. It's basically like, oh, I can play a game that's kind of like Splatoon on PlayStation now. Neat, I guess. Uh, we had the trail, another trailer for Helldivers Two. They've been hyping that up quite a bit. That comes out tomorrow, at the time of recording this. Oh wow! On the oh yeah! Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Landon, did you have anything to add about the previous couple things that were mentioned while you were off? There's two VR Hell games, no. there's Foam Stars and Helldivers 2. Fuck no. And, uh... It, That's pretty much it. I was gonna say, they didn't... That was it. Oh, they didn't show, uh, the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth stuff at the play, at the state of play, did they? No, that was its own yeah, state of that, play. That was, yeah, that they did their, they did a whole separate thing for that, but I mean... We've seen this. I think they announced the demo. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a but, demo. That's yeah. So I need to download the demo. I need to try the demo. Um, but I mean, it's it's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. We have seen this game like ten million times already. So if you're interested in the demo, there's a playable demo coming. I think it's out. Uh, pretty sure it's out now. So cool. I'm I'm interested in the release, but. I probably won't get it right away just because I haven't even finished Remake yet. I'm still working on it. So besides Godzilla coming to Dave and D- the David Diver and 
uh, Sonic Cross Shadow. This is me. You no, know, you know what was way better than all that? What? Euphoria the Saga. Oh yeah, getting announced. Tol- totally separate from this, they dropped a se- a sequel announcement for Euphoria of all games. The game that Euphoria Two, the game that baby. you two specifically have been like saying outside shot, begging this game to exist, and apparently it exists. <laughs> I don't yeah, see what's wrong with for. this timeline. I don't see what's yeah. wrong with it either. It's just I never expected this to actually happen, and it's funny that you guys it, were like, "We need a new Euphoria game," and they're literally my only complaint. Literally, my only complaint that I've seen with the game so far is that they use the Japanese names for the characters instead of the American ones. Yeah, so who we know- which makes the European sense. European ones, please. It never came out okay. in America originally. Fair enough. Yeah. It's like which understandable, but at the same time, come on, man, give us Bop Louie yeah. and Shades. Bop Louie and fuck Shades about what are their the actual names, names over are. in Europe, but unfortunately, we're going with the Japanese names, which is like Hebe or Hebe, and then like some other like. You know, more normal sounding names for like hashtag not my euphoria. But I mean, it's cool that we got we got a new Euphoria game, and I'm pretty sure that Landon oh, yeah. is going to want to stream that like as soon as possible. Absolutely, probably we'll see. Maybe Redux the first game first. I can't, well, I'll have to do it illegally, but okay. True. So yeah, right. uh, it's dead, Jim. Was there any uh, other like major topics we wanted to touch on outside of what uh, we have here, or do we want to just you know do a little bit of catch up and talk about how things are going? Should talk about this a little um, bit more. Talk about talk about Killamuck a little bit more. All right. Tastes better because it's made right, made with more cream than the other guys. Our the other guys, smooth. <laughs> You know the Rich brand is and extra bold. creamy. When a brand is bold, when they're like the other guys. Yeah, there you go. We talked about it more. All right. Hey, Jack, yeah. what have you been up to? Hey, Lennon. It's been uh, a couple weeks. I've been, I've been up to. What have I been up to? Um, let's see. Bethany and I went to Chicago. Oh, wow. Cool. For a show a couple weeks ago. I guess like a week and a half ago. Um, Not a whole lot has happened between then and now, honestly. Um, I went to... No, I guess I was before the last... Uh, podcast um i forget if i mentioned this uh in the last podcast or not we've been watching free ren oh do you guys know what yes do you guys know about free ren tr- dude i'm on facebook a little too much there are so many memes from anime pages about oh about yeah I, it's like the big I, thing right now i try to avoid it as much as possible because every time I see like 
too many fucking memes from a particular show, I'm just like, all right, I don't really want to watch this. It's like, I still haven't seen Chainsaw Man or Bochi the Rock because I'm like, I was going to say, you know, you know what's sick funny? Of seeing all the goddamn memes. You know memes. what's funny is my girlfriend's almost the same way. It's not that she sees the memes. It's that she just hates the general hype cycle around a new anime. And it oh, just, yeah, and it just absolutely. just has to wait and then watches it after. And I'm yeah, kind of, I, I'm, 100%. I'm kind of the same way. Like, I didn't jump into Attack on Titan until, like, the first season was already done. Like, like I 100% agree with that. Like, I think I just want to wait until, like, <laughs> fewer people are talking about I it. Think, but Free Run is real. Free Run is really fucking good. I was gonna say, I, I'm, I, I will say. I think the thing with anime and, like, just watching stuff is, like, there's more of a community experience to it because you're all watching it. You're not interacting with it. So the interaction mm-hmm. comes from you interacting with other people that are watching it. With a game, yeah. you have direct interaction with the game so you can get your own experience out of it. Even if other people are playing it alongside you you'll be able to still have your own experience, but it's, it's different with mm-hmm. stuff that you watch, I think. So yeah, I'm on a tangent, but I've been, I've been enjoying it a lot. I think it's a, I think it's a great show. I That's good. learned after like three episodes, I just like looked out of curiosity what the, it's my anime list rating was. It's currently number one of all time on the website. That's insane. Above, it beat Gintama? Above and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, because like those were the two big ones. Like there was one series of Gintama that overtook uh, Full Metal Alchemist, and then Full Metal Alchemist like bounced back, and like they've gone back and forth. Brotherhood. I will. That's I will that's check. Crazy Freerin beat them both. Yeah, it has. It is ranked number one. It has a nine point one four. Okay, I I'm gonna wait till it's over, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get to it when it's over. Bethany got me into it. I normally like to wait until a, like a season is over at the very least before I start something, but we've been going at it slow enough that it hasn't we haven't like caught up yet. So, I'm on like episode 13-ish. Um I haven't really been up to too much else lately. It's pretty much just been that. In, in terms of new stuff, anyway. Um, I didn't have time to go get it, so I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to be able to really show it off, but whatever. Um, so, a couple of things that I've been doing. Uh, I think I had said this on the last podcast because I had just started it. But I'm like, I'm really digging deep into Bravely Default on 3DS. I had only played, like, less than 10 hours back in 2014. So, I knew it had potential. I just never got to like really play it and i'm like near the end of chapter three now like i am i'm pretty close to the end of chapter three i'm almost 30 hours in and there is so much more of this game to go there's like this game is long and i'm i'm excited though but i am cautious because i know i've heard some pretty bad things about the last third of the game or so but i mean i still have quite a ways to go before that so it's really nice that I'm enjoying the game this much, and there's still so much more to play. Um, I, I've been working on a few videos for my solo channel, so I've got a couple of things that are going on there. Uh, as of the making of this, of the, or the airing of this episode, I'm 
just about to finish a new video that's going to be out in a day or two. So that should be up by the time this is out on other audio services, so that's cool. Uh, so what else? Um, my tax returns have been coming in, so I am revamping some stuff. I need to get a new webcam. I'm thinking about getting a new webcam that'll be like a bit better quality. I got um, some new, some other new stuff. Like right here behind me, uh, I have my old TV because I have a new TV now. So that's that's pretty baller. Nice. Um, my girlfriend and I watched an anime called RPG Real Estate, which was kind of like this tacky, like these like girls work for a real estate agency, but it's like it's like isekai-ish sort of and like the girl just works for a real estate agency and it's like kind of like moe style and it's got some it's got some weird moments but i mean it's it's kind of cute overall it's it's nothing special it's just kind of like one of those like put it on and it's, it's pretty enjoyable a little weird but overall you know pretty just enjoyable waste way to just waste a little bit of time and then uh, we just started earlier an anime called Time for Your Quote-Unquote Torture Princess, which is like this weird... Sh like, I've only watched two episodes, but like... Basically, there's this like princess who was like fighting these monsters in a war with her nation behind her. And somehow, off-screen, she was captured, thrown in prison, and they torture her. By having people enjoy things like food and video games in front of her. And then she wants to play the video games and eat the food. And they let her when she confesses, like, information that can be used to get a leg up on her nation. And it's it's the dumbest thing. Like, the first episode, there was, like, a slice of buttered toast. And they pulled it out of an Iron Maiden. And then, like, the woman that's, like, trying to torture her just takes the toast and just starts very slowly ripping it and you get like asmr sounds and like this this character is just like absolutely losing it because she wants the toast and it's the stupidest thing like i sat through the couple episodes where like five or six different scenarios like this happen there's a point where they're playing a knockoff of super smash brothers in front of her and then they let her play Super Smash Brothers in her prison cell. Like, I don't know what what this show is is is. It's just it's weird, but like it's it's kind of funny. I, I was enjoying it so far. Um, but yeah, the, sounds dumb. It, it is dumb. It's absolutely okay. it's absolutely. Good. Dumb. I'm not saying it's not dumb. It's dumb. It's absolutely it's super dumb. But it's it's enjoyable. It's kind of it's fun. Hell yeah. Um, it's the it's the kind of thing that I could definitely like when I want to just watch something dumb that feels like a good option to go to. Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, I've been watching some anime here and there, so I think I'm gonna try and look into Freerin now that you're mentioning it. Uh, you know, Bravely Default, working on solo videos. I bought. I don't have them to show off. They're in a bag in the other room, but I bought uh, Super Mario RPG finally. I have to get to it. Hell yeah. I have been excited. I think we're probably going to need to do a review on this one. 
Does that mean I have to actually play the new one? Yes. Yes. I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play it soon because I heard it's short. Mario RPG is not a long game, so I'm definitely gonna try and get to it in between sessions of doing all my other stuff. And uh, I'm gonna be getting a new phone because my current phone it gets really hot when I'm charging it sometimes, and that, that's spicy. And that scares me a little bit. This phone is three years old. So it does need, so maybe I just mishandled it a little bit at some point, and now the charging is just, eh. Now, question. Do you have uh, Pokemon Sleep turned on when you are charging your phone? <laughs> I don't even have it installed on it's my phone. Important, it's important that you do. I know, I yeah, know. I'm, I'm the Pokemon Knight, and I have even Pokemon Go and Pokemon Home on my phone, but I don't have Pokemon Sleep. You should think about installing it and letting it run while you charge your phone. <laughs> just, It'll probably improve yeah. the experience. Just just as an experiment, after I get my new phone in, just see how this fares with Pokemon Sleep installed. Yeah. It'd be funny. Uh, yeah, no, that's so that's what's new with me. I, I kind of rambled on a little bit. Landon, what's new with you? I have a cat attacking me right now. Do get have, out of here. You do have a cat attacking you. Um, I bought a case. This is a case. There's no game in this mm. one. Nice. What's the luminous arc? What? What? Someone bought me the game. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I got you the two luminous arc games, but they didn't come with cases. Yeah, and I got the case for the second one. It's downstairs already. Nice. Um, I got this Kirby Superstar. Ultra. Yeah, that has a game in it. I started playing this. Another code recollection. That one's fun. Cool. I'm reading more Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm uh, I finished volume ten the other day. I'm like at the start of the Shibuya incident arc, whatever it is. How, did I'm you? Just... I've seen season one and the movie. I still need to watch season two. Okay, yeah, the shit I'm reading is in season two, basically. Okay, I. I haven't watched. I don't watch anime I anymore. Say, I was gonna say I'm surprised you're watching this or reading this. No, I'm. You're, I'm surprised read. you're reading the manga. Do you read more yeah. manga than that too? Besides, like, like stuff I'm probably expecting. Um, I've been reading the Dragon Ball Super stuff. Um, I read Sakamoto Days on and off. I read through all of the first, like, major arc of Chainsaw Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that was a while. That was a bit ago. Um, so if you want to read the first 11 volumes of Chainsaw Man, I have them. Better. Cool. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Um, yeah, so like Jujutsu Kaisen's been sort of like more of an off than on read, but like uh, because I have the meta sales app thing that lets me get gift cards and I got a $50 uh, Barnes and Noble gift card I ordered like six more volumes of Jujutsu Kaisen so I'm like nice guess I'm gonna be reading more um so yeah um and then as far as other things I've been playing it's just really been Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright which I nice am in chapter seven 
like uh, just after the halfway point of that, which means I am. I'm in the second half of the game. I'm like where the major, like the major incident is occurring. Like we're, they're gearing up for the like the major trial of the back half of the game. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, stuff that we did. I went to uh, see the Lion King. Was that? Did I mention that? Was that? No, because I remember... I don't think so. I remember in the last podcast, you said that you hadn't really been able to do much of anything because of being snowed in with weather. Okay, so yeah, we went and took uh, Kari's uh, like niece and nephew uh, to go see The Lion King, the musical. Okay. Yeah, um, which I'd seen before, like a long time ago as a kid, but it was cool to see it again in a more updated fashion. Um, yeah, that was good. And then we went to a wedding this last Sunday, uh, and they had an open bar, and uh, we drank a lot. It was fun. My favorite, my favorite bit that happened was they said it I, during a toast in reference to the couple that was getting married. Name a more di- uh, dynamic duo. And so I was sitting there at my table and I just said, Batman and Robin. Not like out loud to where the whole like uh, wedding procession could hear me, but like to so the people at my table could hear me. Damn. And they all glared at me because. <laughs> I mean, we're name, gonna... name a more dynamic duo than uh, these two chuckle fucks that are getting married. All right. The dynamic duo. How's that? There you go. Yeah. I don't know if I should right. be. I, I just, I, I just, I, my eye twitched a little in my head. The fact that they said <laughs> dynamic duo and not iconic. That's what they duo. said. I'm just like, uh, not even if they said iconic duo, I probably would have also said Batman. <laughs> There's one. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's been a little bit of that. Um, I've been watching some more Pokemon Nuzlocks because. Part of me wants to do one. Any particular Nuzlocks that you were enjoying? Um, it's been a lot by Flygon HG. He, he um, does some good ones. He does a lot of great ones. Uh, it's been like a mix of uh, his content. Has hey, been what I've been like watching. Have you ever watched any from uh, Chaotic Meatball? No. I think you'll like him because he pokes fun at the fact that like Pokemon fans don't seem to realize there's other RPG series. Like, he did a whole bit oh. in one video where he actually just starts, rant, like, saying, like, names of other RPGs, and then they just pile on in an echo. So, like, but he does, like, mm. he does Nuzlocks on, like, different, he's been doing, like, a franchise Nuzlocke where he can't use anything from, like, the previous games, and he's been building on that across the entire franchise. And then he's got some other Nuzlocks on the side where he's, like, Nuzlocks, like, bootlegs and like other weird stuff so i mean i think you'd probably like him specifically i don't really think there's anybody else that i know of that does nuzlocks up that might be up your alley but he's definitely one okay well maybe maybe i'll remember to check it out but yeah flygon flygon it was like one of the ones that i watched during covid yeah and so like and he just has the algorithm he does and it's like a lot of good stuff like I, I like his highlights channel is really fun too. 
because he's got a like some just like he's got good streams. Um, I don't watch it live, but I, I like watching the highlights. Yeah, and like it's fun to watch him like build teams, uh, especially in like the ROM hack games that he does, and like pick it apart. And I, I've seen like uh, PK uh, challenges uh, every once in a while too. I've seen some of Jan's uh, Nuzlocks, but yeah. Like most most of the Nuzlocks I watch are usually end up being uh Flygon. Well considering yeah. you've been getting into watching that kind of content, I'm definitely interested in the next time you actually tackle a Nuzlocke, because I mean yeah. you're gonna have all that background to work off of too. Yeah. Just generally. I, I, like those the the last two Nuzlocks I did, I've been watch like I had watched Nuzlocks before too, so like I had a lot about that. But like uh a lot of the ones I've been watching have been uh uh, like heart gold soul silver ones too so nice maybe that's what i'll do maybe we'll see who knows not even i know <laughs> all right so uh we've been at it for quite a bit this was quite a variety uh episode since there was just so much stuff we wanted to talk about originally it was supposed to just be two reviews and then a thing got thrown in so just a nice bonanza episode Thank you all for joining. We've got more stuff in the future. Roll our outro, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gaming Stooges Talks podcast. If you enjoyed us, consider subscribing to our podcast RSS feed, or follow us on youtube.com slash gamingstooges and twitch.tv slash gamingstooges for more gaming content. If you'd like to chat with us, join our Discord. The link can be found in the episode description. We also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Your continued support means a lot to us. Not already one? Please take a look at what we have to offer anyone who becomes a patron at patreon.com slash gamingstooges. See you next time!